Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! Welcome back to the Weekend Fantasy Update. I'm Cam Stewart, along with my buddy George Kurtz. And, uh, yeah, just hearing that Antonio Brown promo, I'm not uh, somebody to, you know, wish ill will upon somebody, but I'm getting very, very close. Uh, I can't believe a teammate, somebody, like, just to do something like that to another human being, like a receiver partner, a guy that all he did was respect you, love you, you know, give you, uh, you know, like everything he did was like almost like worship the guy. And for you to throw him under the bus like that, I I almost want Antonio Brown to get injured this year, George. Like, I'm so sick and tired of it. Like you, you, like your anger in that promo. I feel the exact same way. Like Schuster is a good kid and uh, he's biting his tongue. This guy's a, this guy's a complete clown. Like I was actually hoping for him, like at the start of this at the end of the year, but it just kept on going and going and going and going. And uh, I guess that's the modern athlete. A lot of these guys just never uh, shut their traps. Like it's ridiculous. This guy trolling on him. Does he not understand that how bad he looks in all this? You did not show up. You you make, you make fun of, uh, of uh, uh, JSS, yeah. Smith Schuster, because he fumbled the ball in the well, New yeah. Orleans game. That's the game, yeah, right, that's the game he's talking about, by the way. You didn't show up for the Cincinnati game last game of yeah. the season, which was essentially a playoff game. You exactly. didn't show up. You bailed on your teammates. All right. You made you did that mic drop or the Twitter thing because Smith Schuster, yeah. when he was in college, asked you for help. You know, and he, he made it look yeah. like that was a, like you won because he asked you for help. That shows you how mature and a man that Smith Schuster was that he wasn't afraid to ask for help, advice, and being a receiver. And you thought that made you a winner? I mean, really? You got? I mean, Cam. In this day and age, how is there nobody, no agent, no PR person going to Antonio? Uh, listen, I, I got to be honest like with you, George. Here. I don't think he cares, or I don't think he. I think I, you're I think, right. I, I, I think people have done it. I, 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 I it's at a point right now where. Oh, he's just so it, stupid. It, it, he it, doesn't it, realize. Yo, it's it. so insane. Well, what about that? What about that story too? Like uh, he settled out. What wasn't the they're like thrown patio furniture like that almost killed a kid? He said it was his buddy or whatever. Like this guy, I don't know who did it or whatever, but even a guy in your presence, like you're, that's out of control behavior. What he's doing, what he's saying, or whatever. This guy is just. I'll tell you something, man. Me and Gabe used to work at this network 15 years ago. We used to have, uh, we, we did a thing because we love college football. We'd have draft prospects on. Antonio Brown was on our show. He was the most humble, like kind. I, I wished him all the best in his career. Like, congratulations for you getting drafted from Central Michigan, a small school. You're a Chippewa, six-round draft pick. And we could take nothing, nothing away from what he's done being that late of a draft pick. It's been an exceptional career. I don't understand all of a sudden the last little while. Like, it's almost like he's lost his mind. Like, it's just it's insane to me and Schuster doesn't deserve that that's a bunch of BS I like that kid once again I, I always go back to Ryan Grant who was a former teammate of his he does NFL life for ESPN yep and uh, the day after the Monday after all this crap happened I think it was the Cincinnati game and he came out and said some things about Brown I was like holy crap you never see former players say that yeah, you know, yeah. But Grant, and that lets you know in my mind for a player to say that about another player yes there could have been some personality issues there uh, that they clashed but once again Grant was defense Brown was offense I don't know how well they even know we're, we're together but for him to come out and say you, you saw it as soon as Brown got paid how much he changed yeah exactly. as soon as he Great. got money he thought he was God <laughs> yeah. And it yep. seems to be what's going on here. 
It's pretty, it's ridiculous. Anyway, uh, breaking news there. The Boston Red Sox have placed uh, right-hander Nathan Eovaldi on the 10-day injured list. He's got, uh, what is it there, loose bo- a loose body in his right elbow. That sounds horrible, but they say 10-day injured list. We'll see. The team's calling up left-handed uh, pitcher Bobby Pointer from AAA Pawtucket to fill in Eovaldi's spot on the 25-man roster. More bad news for the Red Sox. Uh, and I, I'm going to say it's early in the season, but a pretty key series against Tampa Bay. They got it done last night, but that's... That's not what they need. Uh, they already have pitching concerns there, George. This uh, They better pray that this is a minor thing because they got major issues in the bullpen and their starting staff not up to par right now. Yeah, loose body in the elbow or, or the arm, whatever it might be. What that means is, uh, listen, it's not like uh, you know Jimmy Hoff is floating around in his elbow. <laughs> what, it, yeah. what it means is that, uh, uh, for instance, I, I, I tore my labrum a long time ago, yeah. and I have a million floating chips. Uh, so they're just like it's kind of like just like like kind of maybe like a pussy kind like just kind of thing when your elbow like the things are going to happen there right there's going to be like loose things going on every now and then those loose things will get caught someplace they shouldn't be and there was a time there for about three days I couldn't move my arm because it got caught somewhere and it hurt when I moved it and uh, you know you you talk to a doctor I'm not a professional athlete so a doctor wasn't going to do anything because I can go in there and vacuum it out that's what he told me but you have so many of them I can't get all of them and I can't guarantee to you you won't have this problem again he goes it's probably not worth me doing it if you to be laid up for a couple of months with shoulder surgery and I'm like okay fine you know uh, for those who are wondering I didn't have the surgery because back then I think it was in the early 90s they had to stick a needle in your arm about two feet long, yeah. man, and I was, that wasn't happening. I asked the doctor, is this going to affect my everyday life? He goes, no. The only thing it will really affect will be throwing. And I go, damn good. I'll start playing hockey then. That's exactly what I did. I went from playing, you know, being a baseball, stickball, softball player to a hockey player real quick. So what's going to do? Do you think um, 10 days seems pretty optimistic, don't you think, for a guy that pitches for a living? Or I would just, say just a necessary so. cleanup? Yeah, I, if he's having a procedure, he's not back in ten days. I mean, uh, he won't be back in ten days. But if it's just once again, I guess let the thing float out and get someplace else, then it could be ten days. But it's always dangerous pitching, right? Arm, elbow, shoulder—never a good thing. Never a good thing. I would certainly be worried. You know, it's, it's also with the Degrom thing, right? Ten days. Once they really examine him, which might take a day or two, then we'll know the truth. Yeah, it's just, well, Boston has just been very, very bad start there for the, for the Red Sox. Uh, kind of surprising a lot of people. You know, people bet on this team because of the hitting lineup. And remember that story, George, that was just out, I, I think, just uh, yesterday, too. David Price talking about, well, if we don't get better, we're going to have to uh, sell assets. And they were very concerned because uh, they have uh, probably the, one of the worst uh, minor league systems when it comes to prospects and things like that. So <laughs> already talking about, like, trading guys, I think that's a little bit rich. But, you know, it's obvious. See, there's some whispers and some concerns there already, and we're just in just starting the season. Pretty insane. I think that's just trying to motivate the players a little bit. They're not trading out. Yeah, it's April twentieth. Exactly. They're not trading out yet. I mean, you know, they're they're not doing that. Uh, They did make up some. They called up their top prospect, Michael Chavez. Which yeah. Now, I would not break uh, the bank here on Fab tomorrow night. All right, because once again, he's playing because there's injuries. Unless he's hitting a ton, he's probably going back in a couple of weeks. Uh, he was not supposed mm. to be called up this season. So I'd be very careful here. We're saying, okay, let's, let's go uh, claim Chavis, and he's going to play second base. And he's not a second baseman. He's a third baseman by, uh, uh, by trade. So he's playing out of position here. So I'd be very careful about Michael Chavis and thinking that all of a sudden he's going to be the, the savior for the Red Sox. The Red Sox are going to hit. They'll be fine as far as the hitting is concerned. It's a slow start to the season. It's a slump. Chavis is called up. I don't mind bidding on him a couple of bucks, you know, probably less than 10 12% of my fab budget. Uh, but I think somebody in your league will blow it out of the water. I think he's going to be the next, uh, you know, Fernando Tatis or Vladimir Guerrero. Speaking of Guerrero, yeah. we're hearing he could come up next Yeah. Week. So basically, yeah, from the stories locally here, uh, George was saying first initially they wanted uh, him kind of like to to go to the Oakland series. They say, no, 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 put the brakes on uh, the interleague series uh, next week. It's actually funny with traded Kevin Pilar and the San Francisco Giants. Uh, they're thinking Tuesday to make a splash. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens there. I kind of thought they would want to do it on a day where, um, you know, if the Leafs are not playing a playoff hockey game or the Raptors not playing a basketball game, something like that, so they could totally take the stage and they 
need it. Uh, attendance in Toronto down a lot. People, hey, they're playing pretty good baseball though. Uh, the, the recently they beat Oakland. They've been they went into Minnesota and won that series for a team that's uh, supposedly crap. Uh, at least they're battling. But I'm thinking Tuesday next week uh, should be interesting versus uh, one of the more popular Jays, Kevin Pillar. There, that's uh, pretty pretty big news uh, if he comes up there, George. Yeah, we were told it was going to be Tuesday. Then all of a sudden they sort of backtracked a little bit. So maybe yeah, it's not. It, it's kind of silly. We know the guy's ready. Yes, he, he's not built like a baseball player. He's probably going to have problems later on in life with his build. He's a DH waiting to happen. But he, he can hit. The man can hit. I mean, so uh, why aren't you calling him up? You already, you already got the extra year of control. So there really is no reason not to call him up now. Call him up. See what happens here. Let, the, let him play. Let him play. I mean, once again, it'd be good for attendance, I would think. It would be good for morale as well. Let him play. I think he'll hit fine. Yes. Uh, if you're going to put him at third base, oh, well, that could be a uh, – that could be a – I'm trying to not use the term. Uh, that could be a dumpster fire. I was going to say shit show. I decided not to say that because I didn't want to be bad. So, it's okay, George. Uh, good for me. No, you can be bad. Yeah, I I'm bad. I, I drop him in every now and then. So, yeah, no problem, buddy. No problem. I try and be a good boy. <laughs> never know who's listening. <laughs> that's a good point uh, yeah no, we'll see what happens and uh, i'm actually surprised that uh, that they're they're playing this well but and hey uh, george this is uh, it's true i see confirmation multiple times even on DraftKings. so the detroit uh, chicago game is postponed i wasn't losing my mind i thought i had double vision or whatever I had a scary incident this week uh, with getting dizzy and stuff like that but no it's uh it's real uh no white socks detroit postponed there so if we're gonna play some fan duel and DraftKings, all those players are he gone. They're gone. They're gone. So no Detroit and Chicago today. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's not the only game. Right now, I don't see anything else. Or, and it's, it's 45 minutes till the uh, first pitch in the Yankee, uh, Yankee Stadium. It's still raining where I am. Doesn't mean it's raining in there, but uh, that could be a mess as well. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a delay. I think DFS-wise, you need to be very careful today. Because what I always worry about with the rainouts or uh, delays, I should say, is that once again, your starting pitcher goes two innings, then he's gone because there's an hour delay. And generally, generally teams yeah, don't like that. bringing back the starting pitcher after 45 minutes. They'll let it go to 45 minutes, Cam, but anything, anything after that, they think it's injury risk, and they'll bring in a reliever. That's my biggest worry. Yeah, and it's a, and in today today's weather, they might even uh, it might even be less than that. Like throwing out in the cold and stuff like that, they're going to be very very precautious. You can't take any risk, especially like a stud pitcher. They're like, no 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 no. So yeah, we'll keep an eye on uh, all these things that, that are happening uh, postponement. So the White Sox and Tigers, they're postponed tonight. Uh, but the thing, uh, the the action does get ready at 105. George, your Yankees are playing the Royals today. Uh, nice. Uh, hey, they came, they came back and won a game that they should against these guys. And uh, what do you think about this? one Yankees I'm seeing uh, minus 265 obviously a huge price there but seem to get back on track against uh, Kansas City what do you think about this game Yankees minus 265 we have a pitching matchup Phil Meyer and Tanaka over under eight and a half 105 start George what do you think about the Yankees and the Royals with cheese today well you know listen, the Yankees are trying to hang on until they get healthy or healthier you know, that's, that's really what they're trying to do here. The Yankee lineup, uh, LeMahieu, Judge, Voight, Torres, Clint Frazier, and then, you know, hey, let's throw some names out there. Mike Ford, Gio Urshela, Austin Romine, Mike Taupman. I mean, wow. You know, so you don't know what you're going to get. That bottom four can't hit. Yankees are going to struggle. The big guys don't come through. So that's what the, every team's trying to do, just pitch around the big guys. You know, don't let up that three-run bomb to Judge or Voight, and you'll probably do well against the Yankees. You'll hold them down to some runs. Casey Rose made a lot of mistakes last night. That allowed the Yankees Royals to can't hit either. They well, the Royals. Their philosophy is pretty simple: get on base and run. Let's cause havoc. Mondesi, yeah. Merrifield, uh, uh, well, that guy Gore was in the line. That guy can run. Just run and let's cause havoc. It's really what it is. They're not going to hit home runs, right? That's not going to happen. Billy Hamilton, you know, get on base and run and uh, manufacture runs. It has to be their philosophy. As for the Yankees, uh, Andahar was throwing this week to third base, probably at about three quarters velocity. Looked like he was okay. So I think you might see him within the next 10 to 14 days where the Yankees will give him a shot uh, at third base again, see if he can throw. If not, and they want to delay surgery, they could play him at DH or first base. 
which would make life very interesting for uh, anyway, if he's at DH and you, you have a full-time DH, Stanton can't play DH, Gardner would miss time when Hicks is uh, in there, so it would make life interesting, but he could be back at 10-14. to 14. Sanchez looks like he's he could be activated tomorrow, but the Yankees think he needs one rehab game first. I don't know why they're not Make him do that rehab game today somewhere and play him tomorrow. But I think uh, yeah. Stant- I think Sanchez does uh, travel with the Yankees to Los Angeles on Monday and probably plays Monday night against the Angels. Stanton looks like he'll join the Yankees at some point during the West Coast trip. I don't know if it'll be the L.A. series, maybe it'll be San Fran later in the week. So the Yankees are getting healthier. Like I said, by the end of May, I think they'll have those three back: Andujar, Stanton, and Sanchez. And you go from there. I mean, you do that. You're in much better shape here, right? You, you know, if you could take out Ford or Scheller and uh, Taupman and put in Stanton, Sanchez, and Andujar, all of a sudden you, you have a, yeah. a top lineup yeah. again. That's a, just just a little bit better, George. A hell of a lot, a hell of a lot better there. And the good good news is for the Yankees too that uh, Boston they're not off to not off to a great start. But uh, what's your take on this uh, this Tampa Bay team? You know, we talked about it at the start. I had a buddy who actually bet them at the start of the year uh, to win uh, the division. Big baseball guy, and uh, they just seem to keep on doing it their way, George. It's unconventional with the you know the spot starters, but Tommy Pham was off to an incredible start there, getting on base like things that like I thought they'd be. Very very good and competitive. I just didn't see them being this good. I know they lost to Boston yesterday, but uh, what's your thought on Tampa Bay? You think they could do this uh, all year? They haven't really gotten the meat of the lineup playing the Yankees, and they're playing Boston this weekend. I think Tampa will be there. I certainly think they'll be there. The, the question for Tampa will be, how do they handle their injuries when they happen? And they will. And they, they're they not will, deep enough. They're not That's deep. That's the thing, right? That's the problem. So how will they? And injuries will come. I'm not talking Yankee injuries where they're going to have 12 guys out. No team survives that. All right, but how will they handle when they lose a couple of starters? You know, two, three guys, and they they bring up you know nobody from the minor leagues because they can't go out and take on a contract from another team. That sort of thing. That'll that'll tell you what what Tampa's going to do. You know, if they can hang on there, the Yankees and Red Sox can make those additions. You know, they can throw money at teams, throw money at players, and they'll get they'll get guys to come there that'll be representative. Where Tampa Rays can't. You know, the reason the Yankees haven't done that right now is because most of these injuries will be back sooner rather than later. You know, by the way, Tulowitzki is yeah. also, by the way, should be back for the Yankees within the next 10 to 14 days as well. I forgot about him. <laughs> will, uh, will he, George? <laughs> that's fair. Listen, I'm just reporting the news here. Right? You go, you run with it the way you want to be. Uh, he, we, he, we want, we want our bet with Tulo. You just take the under. He'll, he'll get hurt again. Game Dude, six. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. He, he, he'll definitely. Uh, he'll definitely get hurt again. I mean, come on. Let's say he's back by the end of uh, April. Do we give him Memorial Day? I don't think he makes it to Memorial Day before ending back, no, ending no. back up on a DL. He won't make Memorial Day. No, no way. He won't there, George. I don't know what you're, are you going to do uh, with your DFS lineup. The Yankee game is the, the early game, but are you playing the early slate or are you going to play the late slate today? We'll go through the DFS stuff and uh, the betting lines. The Yankees get things going at one. Are you playing early and then we can go through some numbers or which, which, which oh, lineup are you playing? We can always go through some numbers, but I'm only playing the late slate today. Okay, late slate. You got it. We'll go through some uh, DFS numbers before the end of the show, some betting lines. We'll tell you who we like tonight. Also, three big playoff games in the National Hockey League and a hell of a lot more. Stewart and Kurtz, weekend fantasy update. Back after the break. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. the weekend fantasy update i'm cam stewart along with george kurtz kicking in toronto george on uh, long island congratulations to george's islanders advancing to round two of the playoffs and in great fashion we are one game away george and uh 
your opinion as a referee too before we get to uh, the DFS betting lines and what we're going to do a little bit later in the you know this uh, segment and the final segment of the show. We're here till two o'clock. Uh, what do you think about that uh, goaltender interference uh, play? A lot of people on Twitter saying uh, you know the Leafs got away with one there. I don't think Rask would have got there, but uh, what do you think about that that call? And we surprised when they went to uh, you know the big room to Big Brother in Toronto to check the tape that it actually was a goal. All right, well, a couple of things here. Uh, one, yep. now, once again, I can tell you as referees, they can tell you all, all, all you want. There's no one really assigned to watching goaltender interference. All right, because yep. the low ref, all he watches is the puck. That's all the low, low, the low ref is really responsible for. He has to watch the puck. Now, granted, in today's NHL, it's not as important because you have instant replay that'll tell you. But in any kind of normal league where there's not replay, his Just, job is to watch that puck, see what goes in the net. It's really that simple. You know, anything else he sees is more out of the corner of his eye or peripheral vision. You could say, well, okay, it's the top ref's job to watch interference. Yeah, the guy who's 90 feet away is going to see what's in the blue paint? Ah, come on. And there's oh, there'll be none, you know, eight <laughs> other players blocking his vision. That's what I mean. It's very difficult for the on-ice officials, on-ice referees, to call goalie interference. Uh, it's very. I know I've rarely done. It. The only time I've really done it is where if the, I'm, you know, I'm down low, and the goalie's in front of me, and the puck's on the other side. Where I'm sort of looking through the goalie in the crease, and then you might notice something. Especially if I have to notice, oh, this guy's standing in the crease. You know, this guy's got both skates in the crease. Then I notice that. You know, I do. Other than that, it's bang bang. So it's very difficult for the uh, on-ice. Now. The problem with what happened in the Toronto-Boston game is what you said. Okay, I might agree that I don't think he would have gotten there anyway. The question is, does it matter? There's no way, it says nowhere in the rule book does it say, well, if he wouldn't have gotten there anyway, it's okay. He put a stick over his head. Yeah, because yeah, you're assuming. You're, you're yeah, making you're an assuming. assumption that he wouldn't have got there. I don't think he, yeah, exactly. he wouldn't have got there, but we can't assume. Right, right? we, we can't assume. You and, and me. And, <laughs> we do. Uh, and, and you and I, listen, you've seen it. I've seen it. Gabe's it. We've all seen goalies make saves. Yeah. We're like, what the hell the hell did he save that? I was counting that. Exactly. You know, that, I was already writing that down. That was a goal. He came out of nowhere. We've seen that a million times. All right. So I think, uh, I think the Angel made a mistake there. That being said, I mean, yeah, you ended up losing 2-1, but yeah, they made it 2-0. I understand things would have been different uh, if, if the game was still score, you know, one goal game. They wouldn't have opened up as much. It didn't, I didn't think it was blatant interference, just interference. It wasn't like he got tackled. Yes, he got bounced into. By the rule book, by technical terms, by rule book terms, yes, it was interference. It probably should have been called. But that being said, from what I've seen all season long in the NHL games about the uh, interference and overturning it, I didn't expect it to be overturned. They've overturned. They've only turned the really the most obvious of ones. They re, that's the way it's been. And I can tell you something else as a ref. This is why I don't like the idea of goaltending interference, all that greatly being reviewed or penalties in general. As a ref, sometimes you're like, you know what, I'm going to let this go today. And you may have let something go earlier in the game. Same play, but didn't get reviewed. Because you let it go. You saw it, but you said, you know what, I'm going to let it go. And I don't mind that. As a player, I don't mind when refs let things go as long as it's even for everybody. You know, if they're going to let holding go the whole game, fine. As long as yeah. I know that, Just then we consistent. know we can hold. Be consistent. Exactly. So uh, that's why I don't like this. Suppose the ref, we, I don't know, I'm not saying this happened, but suppose the ref said, you know what, a little bumping, not a big deal. You know, he's going to let that go. And so that's why I was never thrilled about reviewing penalties. I don't think penalties It's going to open up reviewed. the door, though. The problem is now, George, like, so you're thinking, okay, well, they got away with it there. So we're going to see, you know, slowly Things creeping back that way, you know, ass in the goalie's face. Yeah, I'm just going to back up a little bit more. Player push into an embellishment. Like, that was what we had. We had problems in the regular season because that got to be it got to be a joke where everything was a goaltender interference call and goals weren't allowed. Now that they allowed this one, you know what's going to happen. Teams are going to go, okay, I think we're going to go back old school and, uh, you know, maybe get on the goalie a little bit more. You know they're going to do it. Listen, I, I don't think you should be touching the goalie at all. I think the goalie needs to be protected. You know, I don't think yep. the goalie should be run into at, at all. I mean, the guy's standing still. He's not even expecting to be hit. That's going to hurt people. So, uh, you know, I would like I would like uh, to see this enforced more where by the, by the rule book. And by the rule book, that should have been interference. I would like to see that. But like I said, for me personally, and I watched the game last night. And it was, you know, I, I want to see the game go. It's a very good series, fun, entertaining. As soon as I saw it and went to, uh, you know, <laughs> Went to Toronto. I'm like, no, this is not going to be overturned, yeah. and I didn't want. And, no. and I don't mind that, Ken, because as I said, that's sort of been consistent with the whole off season, uh, the whole regular season. They weren't overturning stuff like that. 
you know, little you know, itty-bitty ones. And that's what that came down to me. Yes, it was a technical interference. By rule book, that's an interference call. But I got to tell you, even if I saw that as a ref, I don't know if I would have called that. Or even on the ice. I, I don't think I would have uh, busted. Maybe, but maybe not. And I think the NHL, the, they pretty much went by that. They weren't. That's not what they were nailing all season. They were nailing the obvious ones on review, not the ones that are more ticky-tacky. So uh, I said I would I would have been surprised if they overturned it. And I said I know I know Boston's going to bitch. Yeah, they got robbed. Oh, blah, yeah, blah, blah, sure. blah blah blah. Every game, by the way. And I'll say this about you go any sport. You want to go through the game, you'll see a thousand calls missed. Well, you know, I can tell so you another thing. Get over it. That Boston that Boston goal was offside. And they called it onside. There's, I, I looked at it again and again and again. It should have been goaltender interference. And the guy skate like that was an offside play. Like they they froze it and they. So two things that video evidence could have like changed. They didn't change in that game, George. So they let they let them go both goal. But I looked at that a million times. It was offside. That was not an onside play. But you know, I don't. You did you you saw that too on their goal. Like that was offside. He was clearly I, over the line. I only saw it once. I didn't pay anywhere near yeah. the attention to it that you did, so I'd have to really look at it again. It didn't stick in my head one way or the other. So I don't have an opinion on that. Uh, so I can't can't help you there. Now, See, now I want to go back and look at it, though, because... Uh, because you'll look at it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you're going to go back and look at the Dallas Cowboys. I don't know which uh, victory, uh, what, what we got <laughs> from my... Well, what's, what, what's in the VCR today, George? You know what I think you should do, though? You should... Uh, NFL drafts on Thursday. You should save the Cowboys stuff to Thursday and go back to the like the Dave Bullock Islander greatness. Like should be like an Islander tribute uh, kind of day, you know the, the the Stanley Cups over Edmonton and stuff. Uh, yeah, you you might as well celebrate. It's been an amazing story. Keep the dream alive, buddy. You know the Islanders may not play again till next Saturday. I mean, seriously. Yeah, 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 that's right. The next series, right, game oh five's tonight. Game six will be Monday. If they don't play, uh, <laughs> if they go game seven, that'll be no. Wednesday. So oh it'll be Friday God. or Saturday of next week. That's not that's not good for them. Like, I, rest is one thing, but when you're on a tootsie roll, when you're feeling great, the last thing you want to do is have too much rest. I've talked to coaches about it before, like, especially when you're an underdog and the way they played, like, you, you kind of want to get back out there. Like, you know, their systems are working, and Columbus, the same way. You go and beat you go and beat Tampa Bay, like, you don't want to be going to the beach and relaxing, and I, I get it. These guys are real athletes. They're not going to sit at home and, like, plow potato chips. There's going to be practices and such, but it's not the same as the game, man. When you're winning and doing it that convincingly you want to play George you know when you don't ref for a while or whatever like you even in the rec games you see when things change if there's too much time off it's not good not good for teams that are playing well it's bad I agree and you just said even as a ref I don't ref for a couple of weeks you're, you're a little rusty yeah you're, you're rusty exactly you're rusty so you got to play I, I know uh well, Trotta said he's going to have some simulated games and stuff like that full games and I believe uh Columbus is doing the same thing you know because they, they got the same problem but uh it looks, I guess an other thing, you're not complaining, right? You, you're just happy to win the series. The fact that you have all this time off is just strange. Like I said, the Islanders it think is. that the, depending on how long uh, the Capitals go with the Canes, you know, won't play till I would think Wednesday at the earliest. And I don't think it'll be Wednesday. I think Thursday will be the earliest. It's probably Friday or Saturday. Yeah, we'll get to those uh, uh, hockey lines too, George. I bet on both underdogs last night and cashed. I might bet all three today. So we'll stick around and see what's going to happen. It's uh, been an underdog fest, and I think I can make a case for all of them today. Uh, baseball lineup early. I'm on uh, DraftKings just looking at the pitchers for guys who want to play the early lineup, George. And, you know, people like to dabble. Maybe I'll play some afternoon. I might play an afternoon hockey lineup. Still pissed off about the Hellebuck uh, disaster with the Jets that cost me money. But out of the pitchers here, Berrios is 10000 800. Zach Greinke, $9,500 going up against uh, the Cubs. Corey Kluber, $9,400 against Atlanta. Uh, Tanaka, $9,200 against uh, the Royals and Phil Meyer. Jamison Tyon. Hugh Darvish, who's actually coming off a a very nice start, $8,900. Who's caught your eye? Shoemaker, great start for Toronto. He doesn't get enough strikeouts, but uh, he's getting wins. What do you like from the pitcher position early there, George? Oh, we have some names out there, right? We have names. Sure do today. Today we do. I mean, you mentioned you Darvish. But the problem with you Darvish is that start came against Miami. Cam, you could, could do well against Miami. I could do well against Miami. All right? That, that, there's no Miami offense blows. there. Miami They're blows. The, I think they, they just are. fired their hitting coach today. Good good stuff. Pags. Pagarillo got fired. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, it's the hitting coach's problem, right? It's, it's not the fact yeah, that they don't right. have any good players. Exactly. Uh, I mean, come on. Charlie Lau <laughs> couldn't help that team as far as the hitting coach is concerned. 
Okay, no, well, they're Charlie Lowe's. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> okay, George, it shows you how smart you are, like the Jeopardy sports guy there. Just kick your ass. Or old. It could go either way since he's an old hitting <laughs> yeah. coach from the 70s and 80s. But, hey, uh, thank you for that. I'll take the smartness rather than the uh, the oldest. I'm not, I'm not going Kluber. I'm not paying that price for someone who just Me hasn't either. been all that great. Just hasn't been all that great. Uh, I love Berrios. Uh, I, yes, and he's the highest price. So he's your expensive state. guy. Barrios yeah. is ten thousand. So now we got to go. You can't go two. Is there a mid mid range guy that you're looking at to save a little money? I mean, or are you going to spend for your pitchers? I'm looking here. I'm not trying to find somebody. Once again, I hate it when there's. I don't know why DraftKings does this. Whenever there's a rain out, they list every pitcher in the organization that's supposed to for that team. What the I hell? Know. I that, know. It's like, dude, I'm seeing so much red, it's giving me a headache. That, that's, <laughs> red, a, that's a software stop, problem. Stop, stop. Yeah, it's, it is a software problem. That's a software definitely. problem. they, they got to fix this. Look, this yeah, yeah. No, actually, they do. This actually, you know what? You're absolutely correct because I'm scrolling down, and I just saw Phil Meyer between like 30 things are red. If you want him, you might not even find him. I know he's going against the Yankees, but some contrarian player out there won't even be able to find these guys. You know, I was joking. It's about all every, red. It's every pitcher in the old Casey Mize is on this list. Yeah, there's That's something a minor league for Detroit. Yeah, it's a uh, they, so it's not just me. You could say, "Hey, Cam lives in uh, you know outside of Toronto, and he's got some great." No, it's happening with you. This is this is a software problem, people. Wow, yeah, this, has, this has to be fixed. I am thinking. I mean, you want to go cheap? How about Derek Holland? Against Pittsburgh, I don't think Starling Marte is going to be in the lineup. Uh, if you didn't see that collision last night between Marte and Gonzalez, wow, that was I think a Marte's major, a, 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 he's major be out collision. for a bit, isn't he? I would assume. I, think I, I, heard any, yeah. I haven't heard any injury update, but he got his knee taken out, his ribs, and his throat. Oh, got hit by a Gonzalez. That was a nasty collision last night on that pop fly to yeah. center field. Holland's so, been uh, pretty, you know what? I kind of, I, I like where you're going. San Francisco, they're the, you know, Pittsburgh, whatever. They're still a team. I don't think that's that, very, that that's great. They're playing San Francisco. That helps. But Holland even got six strikeouts his last uh, game, 12.7 points. Not a great, San Diego, he didn't really, what, so what was it? Yeah, 31 points, 31.6. And an April 9th start against San Diego. That's very solid. Seven innings pitched, nine Ks. Wow, that's very good. Holland's actually been surprising. I like yeah, that. Yeah, I, I, I might go with him. If I'm going to go Berrios at 10 8, then I'll take uh, Holland at 6 8 and go uh, high and low. You know, the highest guy in the paper is the lowest guy I can live with there. I might give that a shot. There's no lineup release for the Pirates right now, so I don't know uh, what's going on there. My only issue is a win's going to be tough to come by. Talion's the Pittsburgh ace. He's going to, I think he's going to do very well against the San Fran lineup here. So I think it's sure. a consideration. If you're putting Holland in your lineup, you're doing it purely because you want to get some hitters in there. Yeah, I bet on San Francisco yesterday in baseball. I'll just keep on checking my phone. Okay, zero, zero, zero runners on zero. Like they're 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 horrible. You you talk about Miami bad hitting. San Francisco's right up there too. Is one of the worst hitting teams in the league. What do we do with catcher uh, George? Usually we go cheap, cheap, cheap. We like to save. That's the position where we go hit the quarter bin. And is there uh, somebody we're looking at here? Uh, let me see Castro, Castro, Jason Castro. He's thirty three hundred bucks. Molina, thirty-three hundred. Uh, anybody that caught your fancy, Molina's actually not not even bad. He's he's pretty consistent. Yeah, what well, catcher? You, you said it. Uh, well, I ge- generally would catcher. I'm going to pay for the the cheapest catcher that I can live with. That doesn't make me want to throw up. Yeah, that's generally the way I do it. Uh, there, there's a lot of decent catches on this slate, by the way, the early slate here. I mean, if you want to pay up, I mean, Contreras is having a fantastic season for the Cubs. Uh, once again, be careful. Day game at their Nike, but Contreras is in the lineup. Uh, Astadillo, you know, from Minnesota, whose price is now coming up with how well he's playing. Ramos for the Mets is here. Uh, I wouldn't go Romine for the Yankees uh, or anybody uh, like that. I'm just, I'm just not a big Romine guy, but you already said the guy I'm going with. I mean, Molina, 3,300. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, Playing at Flexen? Yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. surprised. I am shocked he's so low. Flexen! Yeah, who's pitching for the Mets? Flexen! That's awesome. Flex for fantasy. We want Flexen! Oh, little Billy yeah. Idol. Yeah, flex for and for fantasy baseball. Insert uh, brackets there. Yeah, flexin. What a great name, flexin. Yeah, that's, that song's now going to be in my head all day. Now, only uh, I'm sorry, George. Fantasy. Yeah, I blame you. Flex for fantasy. Yeah, exactly. Flex, flex for fantasy. For fantasy, we won't flex. 
What about Flexen? No, he's not. He's not going to make your life. Yeah, Molina's in a great spot versus uh, Flexen there. So he's he's too cheap. So we'll we'll move on. First base. This is this this is interesting. A lot of big uh, power hitters. Uh, a lot of smoke there today. We got some uh, big bombs. What do you do with the first base, George? I know you're doing a later slate for people playing earlier though. Who are a couple guys you're looking at for first base that uh, caught your eye? All right, first base here. Uh, once again, you want to pay up for Alonzo because he's hitting nine million mile home runs. I don't mind it, 4,900. I like Mancini, but not today against Berrios. Uh, Mancini's been somebody I've had in my lineup a lot. Uh, oh, Mancini's but awesome. He's great. He is. And he's, no one knows him because he's on both when we don't care. And they're terrible. Uh, Carlos Santana, uh, interesting. Tehran, I don't think Tehran's all that good. I could be talked about it to there. Not going Josh Bell. You want to, if you're doing a stack today against Flexen, you know, I don't mind going to Boltzmann either. Don't mind that at all. You know, they go, he, yeah, he's Gold dangerous. <laughs> he's dangerous as well. Not going Mike Ford, I'll tell you that. Uh, Ryan O'Hearn against Tanaka. Tanaka can't have some problems with the long ball. Yeah, but it's a miserable day. That's in the It looks like that weather is going to clean up. If you want to go cheap, O'Hearn would be my guy to go cheap. Second base, uh, Whit Merrifield. Uh, what is, what, he's he's always been very very solid. Uh, VR. That's uh, from Baltimore, forty six hundred dollars. Torres, forty four. Jonathan Scope, uh, quick uh, second baseman. George, before we get to third shortstop and uh, the outfielders, who who two or three guys to look at. All right. Well, once again, if you want to go with uh, Robinson Cano at a big game last night against Mikolas today, righty on lefty. I'm lefty on righty, I guess I should say. I'm fine yep. with that. I uh, think um, Cano has another uh, solid game here today. If you want to go a little cheaper, you know, if you're looking to save some cash here, maybe Gurriel in Toronto against Fears. Fears has been getting lit up. Yes. Pretty much all season long. After maybe one good start here. But other than that, he's been getting lit up. He's a softball pitcher there. If you want to go cheap and save cash, 3400 on Gurriel, I can certainly be talking to that as long as that allows me to get my outfielders and my my power bats. Yeah, we'll get to those third base shortstop and outfield of the way. Also, the betting lines, NHL hockey at 3 o'clock it starts. So very, very busy day. I'm Cam Stewart. He's George Kurtz. This is the Weekend Fantasy Betting and Fantasy Update. Come on back after a short break, everybody. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Thanks, Sean. I'm Cam Stewart along with uh, George Kurtz. And remember, guys, take your tax refund and swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball with DailyRoto.com. Become the eighth Daily Roto lineup optimizer user to win a million bucks in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament or become one of the countless number of people who have won thousands and thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter the promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount and get your lineup alerts, projected ownership percentages, weather updates, fantasy projections that use the same Daily Roto lineup optimizers that have produced millions in DFS winnings. That's the 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at Daily DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today. Flex! You got it there, George. You got it. Flex for fantasy, baby. How about the reflex? Can we do the reflex? Oh, yeah. The reflex was a what is that? lonely child. Yeah, that's a, what's that? Duran Duran? The Duran reflex. Duran. Reflex. Yeah, I like Flex for Fantasy, though, uh, with Flexen. That's uh, that's our new theme song there. That was <laughs> what a name, Flexen. Anyway, I don't think he's going to be in any of your DFS lineups today, right, George? Flexen? No? Uh, no. Not so much? No. You're not flexing I... your muscle? I'm not flexing. I'm not flexing anything today. Uh, that's not happening. <laughs> okay. Third base position. Well, we went through uh, the pitchers. We went through catcher, first base, second base. Uh, Georgia's value plays before the Yankees kick things off at 105 Eastern against the Royals with cheese. We got Barrios in there. We got Holland. I like those pitching uh, guys. You got a expensive with Barrios. Save a little money with Derek Holland, who's been overachieving. Third base position, uh, George. Lots of good options there. Uh, Ramirez, he's $4,600. 
against Atlanta. Uh, Austin Delo, um, this kid's been great uh, with Minnesota, an absolute stud. Jeff McNeil, you got Chapman, LeMahieu, Dozier. What do you what do you do with uh, the third base position, buddy? Who's on? Uh, who who are guys that you're looking at? You know, it's funny. Uh, during the show, I had a friend text me complaining about McNeil. How the guy's batting 900, but no points. He's not. There's no power. No, not driving in any runs. And he thinks it's because uh, he's batting behind Ramos. You know, a slow clogger. Yeah. He wants, he wants McNeil to bat in front of Ramos. This way, uh, it makes some sense because uh, Ramos, obviously, when he's on the base, he clogs him up. He's not going to steal. He's not going to. Uh, he's certainly not scoring from first base on a. Even on a double, it would be tough. So I get where he's going with that. He's complaining about. It. That being said, McNeil's been pretty damn good. He's batting. He is batting pretty. Uh, pretty high here. All right. Uh, if you're looking at today, Ramirez 4600. Uh, Makata, well, is no longer the top guy because the game was rained out. So Ramirez at 4600. He's our top guy. Once again, we, we save money on pitching. That's, this is why we put Holland in our lineup so we can save and buy a top hitter. Don't mind Ramirez, although I'm probably not paying the price. I think he is breaking out of that slump, but I don't know if he's quite there yet. So I don't think I'm paying that price. Chris Bryant had a decent game yesterday but against Granky today. I'm not paying it there either. I'm not going to go with my Braves against Kluber, although I don't trust Kluber there. I want to go cheap here. If you notice what I'm going with here, I, I would stack today. I'm stacking the Cardinals. I like cheap, Matt, cheap, Carpenter. Matt Carpenter. Matt yeah, Carpenter, look at eight hundred. Good to good to do. The last couple games, he's got eight points, fourteen points, a, a home run, an RBI, three hits. Yeah, the run like Carpenter's one of those guys. He's rock solid, and uh, he could be flexing his muscle against flex. And I, I think they're going to get a lot of Cardinals in 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 the lineup. I like that stack there, George. Good play. He's very cheap. Yeah, I, I said I, I'm stacking today. I, I don't trust Flex. I don't know how deep he's going to go into the game here. So, uh, I, I thir- and it's 3,800. He's not even all that expensive here. So I think it's an easy, uh, pu- uh, easy pick for me to put him in my lineup today. Well, I, I like where you're going with that. We got the shortstop position. Baez, he's the top of the food chain at 5,300 versus Greinke. Polanco versus Straley for Minnesota. Um, yeah, we got, uh, what else we got? We got Mondesi, $4,700. VR, $46. Paul DeYoung, $45. Uh, Torres of your Yankees, George, $44. Uh, Swanson, frozen dinners at 41 Rosario, Gal- Galvis actually hitting well for Toronto. What do we do uh, with shortstop here? All right, as uh, Francis Francis Lindor was activated today, but he's not in the lineup, uh, the four o'clock lineup. So you're not going to put him nope. in there, uh, which is somewhat surprising. Why activate him if you're not going to put him in? I think they're playing a doubleheader today, so maybe get, maybe he gets in game two. All right, but that doesn't help us for this. So you're not putting Lindor in there. As far as my flex, I'm probably not going to go to Jong. I think I'll stay away there. I'm thinking about Gleyber Torres at 4,400. He could be somebody I might plug in there. Uh, Rosario, if you wanted to go uh, a little contrarian against Mikolas, 4,000 for the Mets. I don't really mind that either. Uh, the guy I'm leaning to, though, is Arizona Escobar. Once again, 3,600. Save a little cash here. And uh, listen, I know Darvish had a good start last time, but that was against Miami. I don't know if he could do it two games in a row. Uh, that's, that's my only issue there. I just don't think he can do it. Two. I don't think Darvish is all that good is really what it comes down to. So I like the idea of uh, Escobar there saving cash and in other words to pay for another position. Yeah, no, I, I I could agree with that, and that's interesting. You got the Cardinals stack, but Deongi's you're gonna you're gonna pass there. Uh, so what are we gonna do with the outfielders there, George? You got to save some good money. Still, I like what you're doing. You got an expensive pitcher. You got a good mid grain pitcher. You save some money, so now you can go uh, pretty crazy with the outfield position and get guys that you want in your lineup. Right now we're trying to get guess the home run guys. That's what yep. it comes down to. I want my home run guys here. Who's it going to be? Uh, Nelson Cruz against Straley? That's interesting. Right? Straley uh, has had a lot of problems. That game's in Baltimore. They're going to play. Uh, and that we all know Baltimore is a band box where the ball flies out there. I could be talking to him. Uh, once again, I'm going to continue my stack. I'm putting Ozuna in. Ozuna's in at 4,600. No doubt. He's hot. He's got three home runs this week. He's hot. So he's in my lineup this week. I think he keeps it up. Uh, everything I just said about uh, Cruz, uh, as far as hitting home runs, ballpark is nice, and it's against Flexen. You know, so I have no problem continuing that stack there. And then, you know, Rosario had two home runs the other day for Minnesota. I don't know if I'd want to go with two twins here. Uh, I'm not going to put Man. I already said won't do Mancini. Probably not doing Chris Davis against Schumacher. Marco, Schumacher has pitched decently. Uh, Look what Adam, well. jo- Adam Jones has been on fire. He has. Oh my got, god. Do I want the question? Is do you want to call two Diamondbacks? Yeah. Yeah. You know, you already yeah. got. We got Escobar. Do you want Adam Jones? But Adam Jones has played great. That's a good point. He's played yeah, great. He has been. Judge is not putting the ball in the air enough. You know, just not putting the ball in the air enough for me to put him in there. What so Chris I'll, Davis against uh, Shoemaker? I mean, Schumacher's pitched pretty well. 
He yeah, has. I don't know. I don't want to. Uh, I mean, I love Chris Davis. I, you, we all love Chris Davis, right? He's gonna. He's hitting so many home runs here. I don't mind Davis. I don't think he can get all these guys in your lineup. By the, by the way, you think it's a crush is forty nine hundred. So Nelson Cruz is forty six hundred. Rosario is fifty two hundred. You can't fit them all. You can maybe do two with the other savings that we've done here. So that would come down to that. If you're looking for a lower level guy, because you want to get uh, Ozuna in, you want to get uh, Crush Davis in. A lower level guy, I mean, I'm going to look for, uh, below 4000 because I think we'll need to save money there. Peralta right at 4000 is interesting. But once again, if you, do you want two Diamondbacks in there? But it's interesting. I might uh, give him the, the nod there. Another guy I kind of like, I mean, he, I mean, Chris Bryant's a 3,900 top player, although he had a good game yesterday, but that good game was also due to the fact that he had a windblown double that the ball should have been caught. I mean, it just should have been caught. So I don't know if I or be going to trust that. Maybe you want to pray that Inciarte steals some bases for the Atlanta Braves today against Kluber because that's really where his, uh, his only value there. If you want to go a low end with your stack again, you could put Dexter Fowler. He's in the lineup. So you could go Dexter Fowley at 3,300. But I think I'd go, this is why I want to save at the other positions, because I want to spend up on my outfielders. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, it's it's t- And once you get to the under $4,000, it's really slim pickings. You need the, guy, the guys to hit home runs to do some real damage there at the outfield position. So that's good, George. I like uh, I like a lot of those things that you're doing there, and I, I really, really like that uh, pitching edition of Holland, I think, for the price. That's an absolute steal today. Let's get to the betting lines, too, because uh, the first game is going to be going off the board, Yankees and Royals, in about uh, 15 minutes' time here. So Royals and Yankees, a little bit of line movement, like 10 cents. We got uh, Yankees minus 270, Kansas City Royals plus 220, Royals on the run line plus one and a half to plus 15, Yankees if you like them to win by two everybody minus one and a half minus 135 total eight and a half I gotta believe Tanaka and the Yankees get it done against Phil Meyer it will be parlayed I don't I don't lay anything uh, over like a buck 70 in baseball unless it's parlayed so Yankees should take care of business against Kansas City back, back on track last night there George I don't think they're afraid of Phil Meyer. I don't think they are either, but they're not playing very well. I mean, they probably probably weren't afraid in game one either of the series, and they still lost. You don't know what this line – you just don't know what this lineup's going to do. That's why they're hard to bet on it. You you have to parlay them. You can't be laying that kind of juice. You need to turn it into even or plus money. I kind of like the under, eight and a half. I I do too. I kind of do too. I kind of like that under there. So that's – hey, wow, the spread just went up. Uh, Literally, minus 270 on the site I'm looking at for the Yankees. I'd, I'd probably go the under here more than anything else. I do think the Yankees win the game, but I don't trust it. I just don't. And if Tanaka has problems with control, the Royals will run all over the place on Romine. Romine can't throw anybody out. So, uh, yeah, I'm not doing the Yankees here, but I'll take the under. Yeah, I, 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 and, I, and it's one of those things. You look at Kansas City, you know, can't really pull the trigger. They won the opener in the series there, but I'm not taking them at plus 220. We'll go through the American League and get to the National League. It's weird, George. How come there's so many? Um, usually, when we do the shows on Saturday and Sunday, it's all like one o'clock starts. I see the Yankees, and there's a two or three, but a lot of four o'clocks and uh, later starts tonight, buddy. What's going on? I don't know a reason for it. Holiday weekend. Uh, it is the Easter weekend. Uh, I, yeah, I guess they got to worry about other sporting events too. Maybe that's why they move games around with the NBA and uh, hockey. That's in the same city, although I doubt it. Uh, so I don't know a reason why they would do that. I know most teams do prefer to play evening. Games because they think that's when it brings out the fans more. The people, the teams don't like uh, fans don't like to go to one o'clock games, so they'll sell more tickets if they make it four o'clock, especially if they can make it seven o'clock. I don't think there's any TV issues today, where you know, hey, Fox is saying we, we got a couple of games you can't play in this time slot. I don't see that being a problem here. So I got uh, I got to believe this is what the teams think is best for them. Starting later, get more fans. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because we're used to like you know doing a whole slew of things at, at one o'clock. But one o'clock, there's a couple national games at two, and then they're uh, a little bit later on today. So in the American League, second game on the docket: Blue Jays at Oakland. Blue Jays got it done with Stroman last night. Uh, very very solid game. Shoemaker, as we talked about, pitching well. Uh, Fires has been a dumpster fire for Oakland. He's also laying fifty cents in this game. If you like the run line, Oakland is minus one and a half, plus one thirty to win by two or more. Jays, they're plus one and a half like them to lose the game by one or win the game plus one and a half minus 150 over under sits at eight flat i'm gonna give the blue jays a look but uh you know oakland uh, could get back on track i just don't trust their pitcher yeah i mean if it wasn't schumacher i would probably want to go the over here because i think fears is going to give up 
you know, half that all by himself, three, four, five. Uh, but Schumacher has pitched well this season, although I think this is his first real test against a, uh, an, uh, an offense that can hit. But I think in the, in the end, I'm just not touching this game. I'm not feeling it one way or the other. I do lean towards the over here somewhat because I don't trust Fears. I think he will get lit up somewhat, whatever, whatever lighting up the Blue Jays can possibly do. But uh, in the end, I'm not going to touch this. Yeah, it's a tough game. Uh, think about this one. I'm looking at the dog, but uh, tough game. And I'm with George. I kind of lean to the over as well. I think uh, Oakland will get some runs. Shoemaker's been good, but eventually, you know what I mean? He's not going to be perfect, and uh, the Jays will be able to hit. I could see like a 6-4 to four type of uh, baseball game to go over the number. 6-10, great series here. Uh, Boston and Tampa Bay. We got Porcello for the Red Sox going up against Charlie Morton for Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay minus 140, plus 120. Uh, run line, we got the Red Sox at plus plus one and a half, minus 170. Rays, minus one and a half, plus 145. Over, under eight and a half. I think I'm going to take the Tampa Bay Rays in a bounce back game here uh, today, George. But it's tough. The Red Sox got it done yesterday. Who knows what Porcello's going to show up? Porcello's been horrific. I may be the worst pitcher in baseball so far this season. He's been terrible. Yeah. And Morton's been great. The only problem with Morton is, and uh, I shouldn't say problem, the Tampa Bay's realize, rea- the Rays realize that Morton is pretty much a five, six inning guy. After that, what's about 85 pitches, he's not the same guy anymore. You know, he just, he, he just, he just blows it out then. So that means that bullpen's got to get the last nine, 12 outs. And they didn't do that yet last night. Right, they have yep. problems. So that's my that's only true. issue there. You know what? That's an excellent point. The Rays, the, the the management staff at the Rays really know their team, and that's very very smart. It's not going to be like a quick guy you throw in the closer. Like you might have to have multiple guys coming in there, and that uh, you know Boston eventually with those big big bats, George, they're going to get it right, and they, they did the other night. That's the thing. You can't keep on playing with fire against Boston, and they're going to start hitting. They are still. I think you're right though. Because of how poorly Porcello's pitched, because I don't think the Rays are losing two in a row here, I like the Rays uh, today as well. Uh, that being like I said, that being said though, I would worry that maybe the Red Sox make a little bit of a comeback late. Uh, but I like the Rays today. Porcello's just been he's just been awful. Yeah, I'm gonna. T- I'm probably gonna take the Rays there. So right now the Rays minus 140 in that game against Porcello in Boston. Until Porcello shows us something, he's gonna be fade material. Uh, next game we got. Uh, what do we got here? Actually, yeah, we have a couple write-in games there too. A 410. Get this game in an interleague uh, game here. Uh, Atlanta and Cleveland. As we talk about, you got Terran and Kluber. Nice pitching matchup here. Uh, interleague game one here Saturday. We got 410 is the start. Cleveland Indians minus 165, Braves plus 145, uh, total uh, run line, sorry, uh, Atlanta plus one and a half minus 150, Cleveland, if you like them to win by two or more, minus one and a half plus 140, over under eight and a half, Indians with Kluber at home against the Braves, George, do you have an opinion on this one, interleague play? Well, it's the first game of doubleheader. Keep in mind, it's the 4 yep. o'clock game. Uh, next game, it's 7 o'clock. Uh, so lineups are always going to be important here. Who's, it's hard to have an opinion without knowing the lineups. Because Good point. Are they going to go with their full lineup for game one, sitting guys game two, reverse? Uh, Indians lineup for this game, Leonis Martin, Ramirez, Kipnis, Santana, Bowers, Allen, Queen, Ploiecki, Morrow. Hey, wow. I mean, I could play about the Yankees bottom four or five. Man, Cleveland, ouch. I think the Braves might be a play. I think the Braves are going to be a play today. Like, Tehran, and he, you know, historically, sometimes on the road, he's pitched uh, better than even at home. He had that real uh, great uh, stretch on road instead of pitching in Atlanta. And you're getting 40 cents for a team that can hit. And the thing is, it doesn't matter about Kluber. The Indians' bats are so damn cold. Like, they got a horrible. You, you complain about the Yankees' lineup, George. The Indians' lineup, it's a train wreck. I think Atlanta might be worth a look at plus 140. The only problem with that is, and I agree with you, I get everything you just said, you are facing Kluber, and which Kluber are we going to get? You know, we, don't, we don't know one. that. And Tehran is, uh, you know, iffy at best. He is. So he that's is. my only issue. That being said, the Braves do have their complete lineup. Albies, Donaldson, Freeman, Acuna, Marquecas, Swanson, McCann, Joyce, and Ciardi. I'm leaning to Atlanta as well because I think they'll hit enough to beat Kluber. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I just think when you're getting laying 65 cents, it's just a gambling thing with Cleveland with the bats that they have in, I think is a recipe for disaster. Sure, can you win? Kluber's obviously the better pitcher. They're at home, but how are they going to generate runs? And one thing about the Braves, they still have some bats that might be able to get to Kluber. So I'm just saying laying 65 cents with Cleveland, I wouldn't do that. If you like Cleveland, maybe you could parlay it, but I just don't think that's a recipe for uh Good gambling. Even if they do the win of the game, I would not lay 65 or 70 cents with the tribe in this situation. I'm Cam Stewart.
Stewart. He's George Kurtz. We're going to go through rest of the baseball board. We haven't even talked about the hockey playoffs, but man, in three more big games tonight, it's going to be fantastic. We got basketball playoffs too, and a whole lot more. Weekend fantasy update. Stewart and Kurtz coming back right after this. 